Hello, and welcome to The Check. This is part two of the conversation Alvin and I had when we went on the road to Barbersville and spoke with Luca Pacina, winemaker at Barbersville Vineyards. Let's pick up where we left off in our last episode. Luca, I'd like to ask you about the Order of Merit. What did that honor mean to you? And was it more meaningful to be recognized by your home country when your work has been done mostly abroad? I was, uh, of course, uh, very gladly surprised. I didn't know it was coming. It is this award, basically, is very important. You know, it recognizes uh, people, Italian people that have contributed in the different fields, like we, we list earlier, philanthropy, art, uh, industry, uh, military. It's broad. But basically, what happened, what, what, what generated this uh, award was a visit from a former Italian ambassador in Washington, D.C. They came to visit the state with the owner. We had lunch, and during lunch, he he said, but has anybody ever recognized you from the Italian government for what you have done here? Because you've been here almost 25 years, and you have have brought not just, uh, you didn't just contribute to creating a new wine region, but behind this estate is the culture of, Ita- of Italy, of the food and the wine, and, and that was it. Three years later, I received a document inviting me, or honoring me with the, with the award, and they asked me, would you rather be invested with the award, uh, presented the award at the Italian embassy or in Rome uh, by the president of Italy? And, wow, uh, and, that's uh, awesome. And that's great. I was a bit <laughs> selfish. I chose the... Italian embassy, and I did that because I wanted to have my friend uh, present with my family and so on, because in Italy I could have not brought a bunch of people with me, even though I've been cool right. to be with the president of Italy, not the respect, not disrespect toward, toward, toward the president, of course, which I loved, but it was an amazing event, it was really great, and uh, it felt very good. And you got to share that with your friends and family? It was really nice, it was really nice. Awesome, excellent, well-deserved. How has your Italian heritage influenced your approach to winemaking and the ways that you've been able to build Barbersville reputation? I tell people that when I taste wine, when I blend wine, whenever I pick, decide to pick the grapes, in the end I'm almost, always thinking that I have to produce a wine thinking of food. That's why we make wine. Therefore, coming from a culture where at a young age we can taste wine, but predominantly we drink wine only at the table. I very much chose a style of winemaking that fit that, 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 uh, that objective. And in Virginia, we can actually naturally produce wines that are a lot more similar in style of those of France or Italy and Europe than, for example, wines from Australia or California where they have a more regularly a hot and dry climate. So it just was a natural way to, to approach uh, at a time where people actually in America were still drinking softer wines like Chardonnay would tend to be aged in oak and fairly sweet. We made actually Chardonnay not in oak, more acidic, more refreshing. Some people didn't like it, but we continue to 
pursue that style and today actually that's the most fashionable style of Chardonnay. It's not anymore in oak but is in the style just described. We're here in Barbersville and it's God's country. It's stunning views and obviously you have a world-class restaurant and amazing wine and that's why we're here. It would appear that you have everything that you need here but tell me what do you miss about Italy? Well, what I miss the most, of course, it's uh, my mother, which I I see only now when I go to Italy. She's been, actually she's been here every year for 25 consecutive years, from minimum two months up to six months visiting. So I spent several years with her here, and my brothers. For the rest, I I don't really miss in particular anything else. I don't wake up any day that that I that I'm thinking, oh, I wish I was in Italy. Honestly. I'm fortunate to be able to go there at least two, three times a year. How so old were you when you left there? 29. 29. So there's not a certain cookie that you miss or a breakfast item or something? No, no, no. no. <laughs> and and, and uh, I'm also, now would be easier, but also was very fortunate. I never was a big fan of soccer. No. Oh, okay. I never followed soccer very closely, even though I coached for my kids. So I know I know some people, they move from Italy, they come here and they, they miss their espresso. They missed the bar with the friends. They missed the soccer games. I didn't. And probably my eight years of traveling all over prompted me to be able to pull the umbilical cord with Italy. (laughs) Right. And uh, and I feel this for me is is, is home. Uh, I love this environment. I'm a fly fisherman. Uh, I, I hunt. I fish. I garden. I love outdoors. And this I fit well here. One funny thing, when my brother lives in Milan, comes here to visit. Uh, he spends here a few days, and either one or two days into the visit, he always has a line that it goes, Luca, I love this place, but there is too much oxygen. Let's go to New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he needs, he needs New York or Chicago or something, right? You've said that your greatest accomplishment is the balancing act of establishing a beautiful family and a world-renowned vineyard at the same time. So many people struggle with life-work balance, particularly in our industry, and particularly high achievers like yourself. What's been the secret of your success? Number one was finding uh, the right soulmate, my wife. That, that was probably the number one thing. Because it takes two to tango, as you know, the expression. But being the wife of a winemaker and a vintner, it's, it's, it's odd because... Uh, you know, in the early years, I was working till one in the morning during harvest, get up early, leave, and you know, so find somebody that understands that what you're doing it's it's necessary. Uh, but at the same time, you know, there was a good balance, especially when we start having kids. I spend more time home. I was taking them on on rides on the farm, and so farm life and farmer's life it's a lot of hours. But if you are with the right companion that enjoys the outdoors, enjoy the process of farming, there are very there are moments of very high, uh, very intense, long days, long hours. Then it comes the winter. You work less. You spend more time in the home. And I think that was was the most important thing was just finding the right companion that understood and supported. Luca, as I understand it, as we talked about. Your love of wine began with with your family, your father's knee. Um, how about your kids? Are they also 
There are uh, 25, 23, Maria is 14. The older one, Peter, at some point uh, in his late teens, uh, said, well, I really would like to do what you do. And I told him, well, then don't study winemaking only as a main study. I said, go to business school, then take an undergraduate degree on winemaking, great growing, and then you got to leave from here. I send you to Europe three or four years to work for little money, make a lot of experience, come back, and anybody will hire you here in the U.S. from a small vineyard or a big vineyard. Of course, here would have been ideal. Well, he went to business school, and a year and a half into it, he just got fell in love with uh, the idea to be in the construction business. And I understand why, because here we have been in the early 19 construction, constantly evolving, growing, new winery, new tasting room. And he loved equipment, he loved moving equipment. And so anyway, uh, my, other, my other son never had any interest in winemaking, and he is into mechanical engineering in building himself as well. And uh, it's the way it is. You cannot push your kids to do certain things. You have to learn when to stop, and they, because they have to make their own choices. That's how you're happy in life. You really do what, where your heart, where your heart is, and uh, and so they went, that's way went. My brother, a winemaker like me, from the same school of winemaking, he worked four years as a winemaker. He didn't like it. He opened a restaurant in downtown Alba, Trattoria. S- very successful. He loves. He loves it. My other brother, it's, uh, he studied German, uh, German uh, literature and then uh, became a photographer and then completely changed. Uh, and now he's working for one of the largest bank of Italy in communication. So, so all three sons of a winemaker. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure you love all your kids equally, but I, I just want to know about your wine. Is there one particular wine that you prefer over the others we at um cobalt grill we serve your barbersville cabernet and, and we love that wine and we have it on the list and we serve it by the glass but is there something that you like more than that one or less than that one my favorite white wine is vermentino which is a grape i grew up drinking when i was visiting sardinia and liguria two regions of italy my father actually was uh, from sardinia and the other one is nebbiolo which is the grape that is most grown grape where i grew up so it's imprinted in me that that the aroma, the the texture, the flavor, and I'm so thankful that when I planted it here in '95, uh, it worked because there was no logic to plant it, just strictly desire. Because few people have planted the grape outside of the region where I'm from. But the one I like to make the most is Octagon, of course, because it's so complex, there's so many moving pieces, so much, so engaging, so involving, so. So Octagon, that's your baby. <laughs> it is. Okay. I'd like to know more about your restaurant, the style of food and, and the chef. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? Palladio we established in 1999 in September, and uh, the original chef was uh, John Marshall. We established the restaurant with the concept of using as a guide traditional uh, Italian dishes, mainly from the north of, of, of Italy, with ingredients that could come as close as locally if they were good or great, and then we go further all the way to Italy for some others. Like Parmigiano Reggiano, you cannot buy it 
in the U.S. is at the core of our cuisine. Extra virgin olive oil comes from our Italian estates of the founding family in Tuscany, Puglia, and Sicily. Certain flowers we import. So the concept was to gather the best ingredients, create some very classic uh, Italian dishes, but yet branching out to ingredients, uh, 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 local ingredients, for example, social crab, something we don't have in Italy. And uh, when Italians come here and they taste the social crab, they go crazy. So it was a matter of selecting, selecting the best, and then creating an environment, and an ambient, uh, elegant, but somewhat uh, countryside. And then uh, we hire a Metro D in 1998, Alessandro Medici from Tuscany. We asked him, him and his wife to come over to manage the restaurant and they came over. Uh, and so that's another very important thing is the hospitality, the, 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 the environment you create in, in your room. Then uh, after John Marshall, original, original chef, we had Melissa Close, very talented uh, uh, girl from Alabama. Uh, and now we have uh, uh, Mike, Mike, Michael Claw. He's from uh, uh, New Hampshire. All of the chefs that work here, we send for a period of time, normally no more than two weeks, but several times we send them in Italy to cook in different regions, bring, bring back not just idea, but to absorb more our culture of how we see food and how we see the balance of food and wine and, and, and our cuisine is focused on ingredients not as much in volume but more in the, in the intensity of flavors and the satisfaction that you get from it. I love the is it a saying or theory I don't think it's quite a rule but if it grows together it goes together. You talk about the Italian style of the wine grown in Virginia. The Italian elements that you have to bring in to really I guess make it Italian. And you mentioned the soft shell crab. I'm really curious about other ingredients that you found here that were new to you and maybe new to Italians when they come and they I think it's really exciting that you have this beautiful beautiful estate, you're producing more or less Italian wines and you're an Italian guy and you have passion for Italian wine, Italian food. But you you've grown to love this area. Yeah, for sure, uh, the, the seafood is, is, uh, it's, it's very important uh, on any cuisine. For us to access to fresh seafood from Europe is very difficult. Very expensive and sometimes you receive fish that are not as fresh. So not only soft shell crab, but uh, rockfish, cobia, grouper, snappers. There is so much, all the clams, fantastic oysters. So those are, most of those are fish that we don't have actually in Europe on the Mediterranean, so that was, that was great. Uh, other things was not as much as very different ingredients, but ingredients like products like cheeses. I witnessed some, the growth of some incredible cheesemakers here in Virginia, and uh, now it's even, it's even better. I remember my father was, uh, was really an aficionado of cheeses. He would buy the cheeses in Italy and age them in his own cellar. And he came here to visit through 2009. And in the last few years he came, he said, you know what, Luca, if I could bring these cheeses back home, I would. Because they are 
greater than a lot of the cheeses that w- that we produce in Italy. So I think we're, I came again. I came at a time where there is there was this uh, this res- re- revolution. Let's call it a resurgence of of a culture of of winemakers, uh, uh, brewers, cheesemakers, even uh, people they learn how to. Uh, raise cattle a different way to produce better uh, pork meat, uh, different breeds of meat, and it's it's still going. And I think it's really it's it's gonna get better and better and better, and easier and easier for restaurants to have access to great ingredients here in Virginia. Luca, can you tell our listeners about uh, different events that you have here at Barbersville or tours or? Well, now now we have a we had a few changes, of course. Now in the way we we can access people can access to to tastings, for example, we don't do uh, any more like stand standing test tasting. Because of we COVID, have yeah, we have sit down tastings. Uh, but when it comes to other things, uh, nothing has changed. We're doing a lot of food and wine events in the restaurant, besides being open all year round. We do special events, like we do a, an evening with morels. I I am I'm, I pick twenty two different kind of mushroom in the state, although I cannot pick enough for more else for everybody because I eat all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> but we do e- an evening for with more else. I've been de- doing it for twenty years. We do an evening with truffles in the fall. Uh, this Friday we're doing an evening with uh, classic dishes from Sardinia, where my father is from, and uh, and then uh, we have a seating tasting areas where people can choose a flight of six wines we also offer wines that date all the way to the late 90s very rare bottles fine charcuterie fine cheeses fresh focaccia so we really have different level of experience uh, but all are all of them are centered on food and wine we do very few other events here when it outside of that we have occasionally done some evening with a pianist or with some opera singers we have done a, a, a Shakespearean uh, series uh, outdoor theater in front of the historic ruins last year we do it again next year we never really uh, went into large gathering or concerts I really don't want to have a lot of people uh, having a good time here and wine becomes a secondary uh, point of of interest. Uh, don't get me wrong, I, I, I've been to concerts, so it's fun, but I, I really want to always have the wine at the center of the attention. How would one uh, get tickets, for example, to your uh, truffle event in uh, in the fall? The best place is to just go online in our website and uh, and navigate and click restaurants and all the information are there. So just send an email. Just search Octagon. <laughs> it's a long name, Barbersville. Everybody misspells it most times. No, but just search Octagon Wine and it, it pops right up. In the restaurant business, People like Alvin and I find ourselves food experts, service experts, uh, needing to learn about refrigeration, needing to learn about labor laws, needing knowledge, business knowledge. It's not just about putting food on a table. In your business, you have to be a geologist. You have to be an ambassador of the property and of the region. You have to be, you have to be a farmer. You have to be um, a restaurateur, apparently, a scientist. A husband, a father, 
tell me a little bit about these roles and about your personality that fits well that works here for you i was fortunate that when i came the estate was fairly small it was six of us there was a lot to do almost almost restarting an estate the ownership didn't have very high expectation in a short term they knew it was going to take some time so that helped me to gradually spend time where first was most important the vineyard and the winery then i started branching out to having to communicate about the state then i got to a point in the late 90s i couldn't do everything anymore and i had to be good at hiring good people that now are helping me into white making i have him in the great growing and then after that the really i had a bit more time left to start learning about managing a restaurant and i have through this whole process i've been i'm always very curious about things i like to learn new things growing kids uh, was a good learning experience to become more humble more patient which is something very good as a manager i learned that when there is a problem sometimes it doesn't require immediate attention it's always best to say i heard you i'll think about it tomorrow morning let's meet in the office and talk about this and there is always a better conversation if you take a break so little things like that that you learn as you go and the worst thing to do is of course it's to force things try to push things that don't work and try to push them in again so we have taken we've done few mistakes and we try not to repeat them and then always stay engaged i mean right now i, I want to learn about beekeeping few years ago i started doing some charcuterie as a hobby it, it's uh, i always need some new interest to stay uh, excited but in the meantime i i i, I still do what i have to do <laughs> and i'm fortunate that what i do i like to do i mean it's uh, are you producing honey with with the bees that you're yeah I, i i have a friend that uh, has a a small honey company called Elysium Honey. He's Italian like me. He's been in Virginia for many years. He was in the wine trade. And he uh, has 200 honeybees hives in Virginia. We've just put in three in our meadow here. And my grandfather was a beekeeper. So I grew up with him. He never taught me how to take care of bees, but I remember very well the years that was going with him, all dressed up so I don't get stung. And who knew that one day... I may be able to do what he was doing. So full, full circle from your grandfather with the bees and your father with the wine. You, you've got your own little Italy right here in you know, Charlottesville. When you, when you live in a farm uh, and, and you like outdoors, you're, you, it's, it becomes a natural thing to do it, especially if you enjoy it. Well, Luca, thank you for having us here on the property. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, we appreciate you taking time out, out of your day to spend with us. If any of our listeners have never been to Barbersville, which I hadn't until today, it's a great place to visit. It's gorgeous. The wine is great. Luke is a great host if you're fortunate enough to meet him. And it's not far. From Virginia Beach, it's, a, it's less than three hours. Be sure to visit us at thecheckpodcast.com. See pictures of Luca, pictures of Barbersville, and content from other podcasts as well. Thanks again, Luca. Appreciate you. Thank you, Luca. I'm Brady. I'm Alvin. This is The, the Check. Check.